calling and hanging the shack with Lachlan Patterson. Cause it's the Lockdown Podcast. Talking about whatever you want. Chilling out, having a chill sesh with Lachlan's guest. Yeah. The Lockdown Podcast. The Lockdown Podcast. The Lockdown Podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Lockdown. I'm your host, Lachlan Patterson. My guest today is my guest pretty much always. It's Brian, guys. Say hi to Brian. Hi. They, Brian says hi. <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome to this beautiful Sunday in Venice Beach, California. Brian and I are hanging out in the shack. We got the garage door open very cool it's beautiful today Mm -hmm. not too hot beautiful not cold beautiful beautiful a lot of people out a lot of people out i just drove down out at kenny and people are everywhere are they yeah it's like covid's over it's like it's over isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah i feel the same way still though you got to wear your mask like when you walk through a restaurant it's like but it's showing signs it's like you can see the seeds of irresponsibility kind of challenging the status Here it quo. Comes, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going back for my second shot this week. You are. I might as well. Fucking halfway there, and it's so easy. Just get it. It is. I've heard it. You know. It makes me sick. I've heard. Yeah. So I'll. <laughs> I'll do it on a Monday, so I'm sick during the week. <laughs> I mean, we poison ourselves with other things all throughout our day. Good point. Laura. Laura Laura Bites, check her out. She's a funny comedian. I worked with her the other day, and she had a great point when someone said to her, the vaccine, you don't know what's in that. She goes, I don't know what the fuck's in Cheerios. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a good, I mean, not just a funny joke, but a very good point that, look, obviously no one wants to stick an invasive you know, drug that's not been approved by anybody in your arm, but... At the same time, we're uh, we're trying to save the planet. We're trying to save humanity here, and sometimes you got to skip a few steps to save humanity in a very short period of time. You're saying how they rushed the vaccine through? Yeah, I did watch something on that where they said it actually they've been working on this thing for a couple of years. I've heard they've been working on it for many, 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 yeah, many, many so. years, and this is just so they've been making coronavirus vaccines for a long time. The SARS epidemic back in 2000, and I can't remember, but that was a coronavirus. So they had a vaccine for that, you know, four years ago, probably. I actually thought when this happened, it, Corona, the beer was going to go out of business. Me too. <laughs> and I thought everyone would move out of Corona, California. <laughs> yeah. I'd, but it just kind of like now it's like cooler heads have prevailed and realize that. Corona's it's just pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Put a lime in it. Yeah, shit's great. I think the beer company or the city of Corona <clears throat> called the CDC and were like, dude, you guys gotta change this name. <laughs> You're killing me. Right? <laughs> I did see though that Corona sales were like up when it was going on and I, I 
think that has to do with the amount of people that were just home drinking. Hmm. I don't know. Have you been drinking a lot? Mm-mm. Throughout, been, the, throughout the uh, pandemic? Mm, you hear some people really got after it, but here and there. Yeah, it was hard to... It was hard to motivate to do anything else, but I knew that I wasn't going to be as motivated through the pandemic to exercise, so I just drank a lot less. That's all. Yeah. To to balance it. Some people work out to balance it. I just don't drink. <laughs> it was funny, though, like when you couldn't do anything, like you couldn't go anywhere, just get like takeout. There's yeah. literally only one thing to do, which was like drink. It was like being nine months pregnant all <laughs> year <laughs> yeah yeah yep it pretty was, it was boring for sure it's, it, but but uh it started this podcast which i'm grateful for that's cool what would you like to be doing like uh headlining bigger shows when things come back around that'd be nice i'd love to do some shows where uh helicopter doesn't interrupt my set <laughs> when, that, when, when that happened always <laughs> airplanes yeah, helicopters. Did you do any a sets Harley this week? Harley Davidson. Did we do anything? Did you do anything this week? I had a show last night. Oh, that's right. Did you kill? I meant to ask you. I, Why the fuck does everyone say that? I don't want to meet the guy who says, "Yeah, I killed." <laughs> that's like a guy who gives himself a five stars. <laughs> that five star guy. Fuck you, dude. It, they, it, it's either they were a great crowd or they the crowd sucked. That's it. It has nothing to do with me. So if you want to ask me something, how was the crowd is, is really the best, you're going to get the be best response from that, I feel like. Um, or how did it feel? I like how did it feel. When someone bombs, I've always come to understand that if they're going to come in the green room, uh, you know, and you don't know what to say, just say, how did it feel? And let them, put it on them to say, I bombed mm. or... It was great, you know, <laughs> whatever, just. Have you ever, uh, how did it feel? And somebody's like, man, I, I was great out there. And you're like, dude, you sucked. But you can't say that, but you feel that. Yeah, I'd say I didn't, I didn't feel like that <laughs> at all. Yeah. Wow. It's like psychology. I but think. can you hear the comic when you're in the green room? Yeah, usually. I mean, you can hear them if they're crushing and you can hear them if they're not getting any laughs. In the middle. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Unless I'm out in the showroom, I'm working on my set, I am catching up with a comedian for a very short period of time, maybe exchanging some information about work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, there's not, there's not a lot of time to watch comedy anymore for me. Even though I, every time I go to a comedy show, there's usually like eight comedians on and I could listen to them all. But I'm kind of really listening to the audience, and I'm looking at my notes, and I'm getting, um, you know, talked to from all over, and uh, yeah, trying to just just feel what I want to do, try to figure out what I want to do. Now that I'm in the room, what do I, what do I want to accomplish with my set tonight? Uh, it's such a mind fuck. And I had had, uh, you know, I had a bottle of wine with. Uh, some friends for dinner early dinner last night and on my way to the show I was I was like ah fuck I've had a little to drink and I don't like to do you never drink before you go up I used to 
I imagine that's something you do when you're younger and then you look back at it and you're like, oh, it's JV. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it was a, <clears throat> it's not my favorite thing to do. I'll have a drink before show or a drink. Don't people try and buy you drinks and shit? Not like I used to. Again, 20s. Ah, yeah. In my 20s, people used to send shots up to me and I would get annihilated on stage. I, the owner of the club used to send me drinks and... Was it just a different culture then, or were you a bigger draw then or something, or just younger demographic? I think I was just younger, and I was known a bit as a drinker, Oh, which is surprising. But yeah, I, whenever I came to the show, it was assumed that one, at least one of the nights that weekend, me and the staff were going to get hammered. The people that work at those shows, whether they be the servers, they all like have like a uh, they have like not a fetish, but they really love comedy. The people who work there, yeah, like it's not just like a job. Like I think a lot of people like love to know that Zach Galifianakis came through, and they all kind of love that. You you hope, you honestly hope that the staff, especially the manager of the club and the owner, love comedy. Um, but sometimes, oh man, sometimes they just don't, or or sometimes they. You know, yeah, sometimes they don't understand comedy at all. All they understand is they come from a restaurant management background often. And so <laughs> they announced the what's that joke you tell? They announced they were leaving. Yeah, <laughs> under new management. Yeah. They, um, so like the improv hired this manager and I didn't like him at all. He, I think you tell me about him. And I go, I go in there and I got stuck standing next to him. I just, as I walked in, he says, hello, Lachlan. And I said, hello, I can't remember his name. And I said, how, how, how's the room tonight? And typical restaurant background manager goes, we seated, uh, we seated 98 people and most of them are ordering food, which is great. And, uh, they've also been drinking a little bit, which is really great. And I said, okay, thanks. Thanks for that explanation. Is it weird to comedy they serve food? Yeah, but people get hungry, man. I guess it's uh it's and an, no one's like known it. for like good food at comedy, right? Like Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, they got filet mignon and I I saw I went there with Jill one yeah. time. They're of all the comedy clubs I've been been yeah. to, that one has probably the b- biggest menu. And that's the one where Leno goes to every Sunday, right? That's right. So he gets in one of his vintage cars and drives down there? Exactly. Yeah. Every Sunday, man. man Sold out. That's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta give it to him, man. It's not he's not you know, I love that comedians there's so many different styles. Leno is of his own style. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh He was uh my first celebrity I ever saw. Oh yeah? I was like four or five and I saw him. Because he was the Doritos guy. He was the Doritos guy. You, your listeners probably remember this, but he was like he was in the commercials, Dorito guy. Okay. And I remember seeing him at the airport. He was flying to L.A. and I went up and I was like, "Are you the Doritos guy?" <laughs> you said that to him. Yeah. Oh, he must have loved that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like, I've got to be like 1983. Wow. Yeah. He was he's from Boston. He's like a, everyone knew him because he was from there. So. Okay. From Andover. First celebrity. Jay Leno. 
I think my first celebrity that I ever met, maybe, was <sighs> celebrity Burt Reynolds. It was like my first week in L.A. How the hell did you see that? That's fucking iconic. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was so crazy that I didn't realize I had just... By the way, I didn't meet him. I, yeah. I walked by him. Is that what you mean by Leno or you and Leno talked? I went up to him and was like, are you the Doritos guy? And he said, yeah. And I like ran back to my parents. <laughs> but I, yeah, there's a fine line between like, did you meet him and did you like see him? Right. Yeah. And I didn't meet Burt Reynolds. I saw Burt Reynolds, the first celebrity. How the hell did you see him? I was... I was walking out of a restaurant called Mustache Cafe because my buddy was the bartender there. Obviously, we know how that goes. How does that go? You're on scholarship. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, a, it was, unfortunately, it was, the place was too fancy for my budget. Like, I would get, I mean, he'd get fired as soon as I sat at the bar. Um, but uh, a little man, as I was walking out, there was a little man in front of me, um, um, shoulder sh with shoulder on each shoulder of him was it two very large men taller than me and I couldn't help but I mean that's really what set me off was like what an odd combination of people so it was a really short guy and this two tall dudes with him yes two very big dudes bodyguards I didn't realize it at the time and just kind of walked around and I, I was like that was weird and I turned around and looked and he turned around and it was this little man with what looked like painted on hair and a painted on mustache. Was it Burt Reynolds? It was Burt Reynolds. He's that small? He's he, very small. He was, huh? Yeah. And I didn't, that was the other thing too, is I. He I, had a bad weave and like bad dye job. Yeah. He was old. He was old at the time. And uh, I, he's still legend to me. A cannonball run, dude. A cannonball run. I mean, even like. Dude, Deliverance. Strip, strip tease. Do you remember him in <laughs> strip tease? Yeah. He was fantastic. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. He was great. Yeah. He played. He 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 was never too big for a role like that. I love that about him that he would get completely naked in his tiny little body as an old man and cover himself in Vaseline. I didn't know he was scene. that little. I mean, he played football at Florida State. Yeah. He uh he like reminds me of the Travolta kind of like was big, and then like went into like obscurity and mm -hmm. then came back around for like the second. Almost like what is what's his name, bro? I don't know, not like G Quentin Tarantino, but like bring them back, and all of a sudden they're like back at this other. Tarantino likes to bring back people. Yeah, that's I love cool. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that was weird, weird seeing him, and then I started seeing more celebrities, and I started to realize that the TV and the movie industry make them look different than they really look, and you got to just kind of get over that and realize that. <clears throat> They're very normal looking. Most most of the people that look exceptional are actually quite normal looking. Mm. And then, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry we got off the track. How was last night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was great. I was just listening to the set. So where was it? It was at a... Uh, the, so I've been doing a lot of outdoor shows. This one was at a a place called Weed but they didn't sell weed. Mm -hmm. And it said weed coming soon on the window, but there, there was nothing inside really. But a patio, there was a patio, it was a beautiful patio. It had a big pine tree in the center and it was surrounded by, um, it was just like this 
terracotta tile grotto with uh, you know, bench seating all around it and seats and and there's people a big, buy tickets or something. I guess so. Buckets and buckets of booze. That's cool. And so these guys make money off of it. Is it uh, Hollywood? Hollywood, yeah. Hmm. Never heard of it. Not that I would know. You, but. you wouldn't have heard of it. I, I don't think it. Uh, but let's see. What, when what you walked I, up, were you like, oh, fuck? Were you like, all right, this could this? Because you definitely probably get something in your head as soon as you pull in and you see, does the place look nice? You know, I I was excited because I saw a buddy of mine, Augie Smith, and when he went up, he crushed. And I was excited by the level of laughter which which these people were giving. So he's funny, dude. Yeah, he's really funny. I've known Augie for a long time. He's a he's older than me, so he's been doing it longer than me, and uh, I appreciated seeing him. And then afterwards, we went to the Improv. He's like, "Do you want to go get a drink at the Improv?" And I said, "I don't want to drink any booze." So we go to the Improv, and we run into another buddy of mine, Gary Cannon, and the whole place is packed. The show had just ended, and I guess it was a big success. And so everyone was hanging around around the bar. Nobody was wearing masks. And uh, so I kind of hung out a bit of, of a distance from everyone, but still got to hang out at the improv bar. Don't you, like, I mean, isn't that good for your work? It's great for my work. That's cool. Is the improv the one across from Red O Restaurant? Yes. Okay. There's improv and then there's a comedy store. That's the one with like the multiple rooms, the McGee or, or Polly Shore's mother or whatever. Dude, yeah, I have to take you there sometime. Yeah, I've been to I've been to the one with the multiple rooms. Okay, great. And I went on a one night. It was that guy Ron White. Yeah. Whitney Cummings, Jeff Ross, Theo something. It was unbelievable. Theo Vaughn. That's the thing. I I think I told you. If you're in the sports and you come to LA, you can't get like near your heroes. Like you see them on the court. Same with actors. May see them in the street, but like comedy, like you can go see who you love, like up fucking close. That's cool. <laughs> it really is. Like you just saw all these tours and like these people see these people through Us Weekly and a television thing. We live out here, so we see them all the time. It's not a big deal. But for a couple that's like out here, like oh my god, we went to the Improv and saw. That's Jeff funny. Ross was like this whole like just smorgasbord of guys coming and going. It was unbelievable. It was great. Yeah, I, that's a, uh, one thing I I remember loving about comedy before I started was I get to see them so close. I'm sure that was part of my inspiration for doing comedy was that connection you have with the comedian for sure. Yeah, I mean, I saw Robin Williams like front row at a comedy club, and he didn't he did that thing where he just stopped in and didn't mention it no one knew he was there do another one no i'm good thanks man uh was so, he sweating yeah Ugh. that guy that guy was bleeding he was bleeding from the arm the whole set it's disgusting he got rope he he rolled on the ground of the stage and had gotten like a carpet burn and continued and just bled and was crushing no one could see the blood because he was so hairy but i was front row and i could see it he, I mean, he, obviously talented, but not my cup of tea. Front row, you're 19 years old, and you see Robin Williams in your local city, com Vancouver Comedy Club. You you would say you love Robin Williams. Yeah, I bet. Okay. But I get it. From an outsider's perspective, from what you you know, 
late night TV Robin never really showed you who he really was. He was always hiding under the mask of this almost like coked up crazy Mark, person. Fucking Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy, yeah. <laughs> I love Mork and Mindy. Mork to Orson, calling Orson. <laughs> Mork to Orson. You know, uh, the thing when I, I hear you go on show and I hear you do sometimes like the same joke, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I think I asked you this, like a shelf life of how you do it. I told you I saw Seinfeld probably 20 years ago. He told the joke, the difference between great and sucks. Yes. Isn't that far. And then I watched one of his specials during COVID, and he said that joke again. That's like he had it 20 years ago. He put it on layway, and now he's whipping it back around. (laughs) That's, to me, a little different because you're saying he put it in his Netflix? It's in his Netflix, yeah. So he said it on stage. 20 years ago, and now it was in this this Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. S- similar but different, I guess. Just like any time you tell the same joke, it's a little tweaked differently. Yes. Um, I, man. Last, I was listening to my set from last night, and I'm doing bits that I've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, recorded a comedy special with them on it. So while I'm listening, I'm like, what's different? What if? Why am I telling this joke? Please, as I'm listening to it, I'm thinking, please tell me you did it different last night. I did it last night better than I did it on my recorded special. Like the lines were just flowing and it just, if I had recorded it last night, if I, if I had done it the way I did it last night in my recording, in my special, I think I would have been much more satisfied. When you're doing comedy and you like, say you're saying something, is your brain thinking... 20 seconds ahead, 10 minutes ahead. Cause you gotta be like, you can, you know how like you th- go back in the crowd and you save your big closer, whatever the fucking, <laughs> it's gotta be, you got almost gotta, your brain has to be like multitasking. Like, all right, I gotta come back to this guy in the corner. Who's on a date. I have to, <laughs> if you're not prepared, it's, t- it's 10 seconds. If you're not prepared, it's like, like if when I go up like last night, it's about 10 seconds. I got written down what I want to say, but I don't know my order. And so when I go up there, my order kind of just happens by where my head's at. Mm-hmm. So my brain just feeds me lines and says, you want to go to this line? And you're like, and for 10 seconds, I'm thinking about how am I going to segue from what I'm talking about into that joke? And sometimes if you're not prepared, it sounds terrible. Mm. The segue can you can tell how long a person's prepared their set by how good their segues are often the longer the more prepared you are the more fluid your segues are I think Um, but uh, I'm looking at my set list from last night and uh, I got written here there are no single people flying kites do you you agree with that statement? (laughs) but uh same with drones. <laughs> drones. There's, you mean there's no single people flying drones? <laughs> no. Kites is different than drones. Drones are fun. They got a little camera. You can go flying through the sky. I, yeah, they're cool. Kites are fucking... Kites? Keep it moving, buddy. <laughs> I fucking... Yeah, this, this is... Next time you see someone flying a kite, look at what's going on. Nine times out of ten, it's a guy flying a kite because his, he thought his kids would like it and his kids aren't even paying attention. 
And it, I've never seen one flying a kite that's easy. They always look like they're hanging on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. There's a, how about those ones that sometimes you see guys who just stake them in the ground and they just walk away from them. You're like, oh, yeah, the guys with the handles? Yeah. <laughs> like the extreme kite? Yeah. Like, guys, watch this. Yeah. I don't really get it, but. The shark is flying. That's cool, I guess, if you want to do that. Um, I, I was going to say was... And then I tried to do a bit about life insurance. Do you guys, do you have life insurance? Mm -hmm. You do? Mm -hmm. Why? You're single. Who do you need to leave money to? Oh, uh, I, oh, I think it's more of you, if you do die, there's like costs in dying. So you don't want to leave any bills behind? Yeah, I think I'd rather give money like my nephews. Do you know who you're leaving your money to? No. <laughs> so I don't even know. I'm paying this like 50 bucks a month. Yeah. And I think it's like 100 grand. It's not a lot. I think that's what I have. Is it through AAA? <laughs> no. It's through Liberty Mutual, I think. <laughs> I got like that, my renter's insurance. I got like, I don't even look at that shit. I probably should. Why do you have life insurance if you don't even know who you're <laughs> going to give it to? Like, don't you have to leave a beneficiary? So say, say you all, I suppose but there would be somebody that would like take over your estate i'm assuming yeah and then they would figure out what to do with it yeah. i would assume if something happened to me if i got an accident that that money would go to kids that i'm related to <laughs> or some fucking pet shelter i don't care well i think uh you gotta actually write that down somewhere <laughs> well this is it this is my this is my it. will <laughs> So you want to, let me write it down. You want to leave how much to, you got a hundred grand. Say it's a hundred grand. Leave, uh, leave 50 to the nephews. 50 grand to the nephews? Yep. 25 to whoever takes over all my pets. 25 for the pets. Mm -hmm. And right. then 25 for all death costs. Oh, wow. That's some good death costs. So you got going to have a great funeral. Yeah, I'd put t five grand for the booze if people had to fly out here, pay for all the tickets. Okay, who's, okay. So that's, how many people are going to fly out here? Let's see. 15. 15, 15, 15 times right, 30. Okay, well, that's it. <laughs> You're out of money. It goes fast. It does go fast. Can you imagine trying to get that money? has got to be painful as shit. All it is is red tape, right? Yeah, I don't even. Th I don't think you're gonna get the money in time for your funeral. <laughs> you're gonna have to go out of pocket on that one. <laughs> yeah. But what was your what was your joke about it? Just like why you have it? Oh uh, yeah, like I was just thinking, like I just I want to leave. Part of me wants to take make sure my my family's taken care of, but part of me wants them to get nothing, so that they know how much they can't do it without me. Mm. I want sort of like Bill Gates. Right. He's only leaving his kids $10 million a piece. Well, that's a lot of money. I, I don't know. I'd be like, that is a lot of money. That's crazy amount of money for sure. But your dad's Bill Gates. Your dad is... He could leave you $10 billion each. Yeah, but that's like saying when super, if Superman died and he could leave his superpowers to his son, is that fair to the world? Is it fair to the world that his son and daughter get all the power that he has that he's earned what do you think they're going to do with that power can you trust them he's saying i'm going to give them enough money that my kids could never have to work another day in their life 
if they wanted. They'll be fine. But the power that Bill Gates has uh, is only controlled so well by him because he's he's had to watch it. You know, he's had to he had the experience that goes with the power. Yeah. They don't have that, and I don't think I, as an American, as a human being on this planet, feel comfortable that this money has this power is being passed over without us voting on it. You know, this guy, you know how, how much money Bill Gates has? You've heard about it? It's an insane amount of money. <laughs> he really? makes like, he makes billions of dollars like in a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, so that was my life insurance question. So since we're on the topic of finances, let me ask you something, Brian. Uh, when they tell ask you if you want to keep your receipt, what do you say? No. No? Always? The majority of the time. What? I don't know when to choose. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me out. Why do I need my receipt? Why don't I need my receipt? What's your well, system? If you, well, je- say you go out to eat. You always get a receipt. Why? Just because it's on the table. So you, you take it. it if it's on the table. Yeah. But if I go to CVS, no. Not if, it, not if it's not on a table. <laughs> right. That's pretty much it. <laughs> like if I, yeah, if you go to a bar, you sign it, you get the one underneath. That's it. Okay. If you ask me if I need a receipt, I'm always going to say no. But if you don't, I'll just take the fucking thing. You trust that they know what they're saying. You trust if they're saying, do you need a receipt? They're saying, you don't need a receipt. Yes. <laughs> That's it. You might be right. And when you look at them, you're going... Nah, I trust you. <laughs> I don't even think that far. You kind of are because you're saying, do you th- they're saying, by by saying, do you need a receipt? They're, when they look at me, I see them saying, do you think I screwed you? <laughs> and then I have to go, I have to question their morality and go, nah, you seem like a nice lady. <laughs> this seems like the kind of establishment that would, I can trust. Not rob you. Yeah, when don't you want... When do you definitely keep the receipt? Just restaurants. When I can write it off for work. You know, you don't need a receipt for Coleman products. Back on them. I just sold that barbecue for $180 today. Jesus, dude. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Guy just came by and picked it up. So you con them into a free thing and they send it to you and made $180? I feel bad. I really wanted the barbecue. Yeah, why didn't you keep it? They didn't send me the same barbecue. No respect. They sent me a different barbecue. Now they could argue, we sent you a barbecue, bro. A brand new barbecue. How much is it face? Two thirty. You gotta imagine their cost is $115. 115 dude it's a t- it's a tin can but yeah <laughs> it's it's a they're all most barbecues are pieces of shit they're all disposable but uh you so know. what are you gonna do with your cash well up until about an hour ago i was gonna get a phone uh and sell my phone dude how many times have you been going through this phone shit I like this new phone. <laughs> I mean, you talk about phones, new phones, like more than every person combined in my life. I know. I'm a, I, I, 
it's this device is uh what, what are you gonna get i was gonna get the mini one that's a little smaller for my because i uh i have trouble moving these screens are so big i have trouble kind of navigating my hand all over them with one hand huh. and i find that the a little phone might be a little bit easier to navigate the buttons but aren't phones all getting bigger not uh, apple their latest phone they made a mini version and my buddy had one and i so what's the new one now like the 11 12 okay so they can make a 12 and one of these fucking huge ones or little ones and a medium one <laughs> i'm not kidding so anyway it just <clears throat> They brought back a smaller phone, and it just seemed perfect. That's great. Well, 180 bucks ain't going to get you far. No, but I could. it's the difference between a used one and a new one. True. With a warranty. Anyway, I do, when I'm texting now, I take off. I've removed the predictive text, and that really helps because <clears throat> it's just a bad prediction. <laughs> it's a really bad prediction. <laughs> I texted someone see tomorrow and it sent see tomatoes. Mm. I have never said see tomatoes <laughs> in my life. Oh yeah, that's weird how it said does that. I never say that. And I've never said see tomatoes. Do you so enable who predicted that that <laughs> I would say see tomatoes? That is odd. Do you do uh do you enable dictation? Not any that's that's dictation, isn't it? Predictive text dictation. No. The oh, one where you like talk, talk. you're like Hey, Lachlan, how you doing, period? I'll be down there in 20 minutes, period. N no, but I I should use it more often. <laughs> Jill uses it when I'm next to her, and it drives me up the wall. I I'm already getting annoyed thinking about that. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, period. <laughs> when are you coming? Question mark. Dot, dot, dot. Space. Oh, shit. I think I owe her money, too. Oh, she wanted to see if you want dog food today. Yes. Okay, I'll let her know. How many bags? I'll do the same thing as before. That's two and two, uh, two in the bones. Two bags of upward dog provisions. Good feed. Yep. You can pick up a uh, your own supply for your dog if you live in Los Angeles at upwarddogprovisions.com. Check out their this um, holistic, healthy dog meals. Smart, clean, simple meals designed for the the modern dog two bags yes, and some bones yep just paid her how are the, how is echo and bella doing how are the pups pretty good i'm very lucky it seems like they've uh leveled out yeah mm -hmm. there was some there was some tough times there yeah the cat's struggling with it right now too rex yeah so jill and i have been talking about you yesterday or the day before and we you know we lost two dogs uh, together, and we were thinking, man, it's going to crush you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to devastate you, dude. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want you to know that uh, we're we're on standby. Thank you, sir. I think uh, one of the lucky things is uh, helping out the dog coffee, kind of seeing what happened with that has prepped me for the end of the road, where I probably would have never understood what that was really like coffee was your neighbor's dog that was mm -hmm. never that was just being left out in the yard all day correct and fed garbage correct and you took it upon yourself you asked the owner if you could walk coffee with your mm -hmm. dogs yep. and you had three dogs forever four with that little one cindy lou oh yeah you brought cindy lou too <laughs> yeah for five years 
I've walked that dog, yeah. So, but it was interesting at the end to kind of see how that, you know, when the time is and all that stuff and how that works. Everything from its neck up was fine. Mm-hmm. Everything down, no good. They let you know. Yeah. They and let- those people had me come over and be there and hold the dog for the whole thing. It was weird. For the euthanization. Yeah, they had me there. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I think it's good that you got to experience that from sort of uh, a non-owner. It's, you're very fortunate. I, yeah, for I, sure. I definitely... Uh, people ask me, when you get another dog? And it's like, I'm still mourning. It's hard. If you got a new dog, what would you name it? Oh, I like the name Rufus. That's such a dog name. Is it such a dog name? I'm all right. I'm going with Santa. Santa. <laughs> yeah. I like Santa. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons had Santa's little helper. Yeah, that's right. Santa's pretty good. Santa. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Santa. Sure. What about indoor skydiving? Do you like indoor skydiving? It <laughs> no. sounds horrible, doesn't it? It. I don't get. Well, <laughs> it's. It's like. <laughs> it's like it's like when you walk into Starbucks and they have the, the fan on you. It yeah. sucks. Why would I want to go do that? It's different than that. But yeah, I don't no, like that it's either. Not, it's the same sensation. But like also like skydiving, you think, I mean, first of all, the first word of, in sky, the first word is sky. Yeah. And you're just going to take that part out? <laughs> Indoor. This is so stupid. Like you can't see anything. Oh, man. It's like indoor river rafting. True. Hey, let's go inner, indoor mm, sk- space traveling. It's happening. I guess you do indoor space travel. That's stupid. Huge, uh, huge sixty minutes tomorrow night. Oh, what's going on? On UFOs. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard Trump was a UFO kind of. Uh, he, he's believer. the one who uh, pushed to get a lot of these documents that are coming out on I think June first. Okay, so they're releasing government documents yeah, on 60 watched, Minutes. I watched the trailer of the one tomorrow. I mean, it's crazy. I can't wait. Yeah. How do you watch 60 Minutes now? Is it on TV? It's on. I mean, that's just, this talks about like there an the, app? the cycle of life. Like when you get older, you're like, you know that sound? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Now I love it. Yeah. Uh, I watch it 60 Minutes. Thai food in 60 Minutes. I love it. Every Sunday? Yeah. That's great. It's a nice table for one. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're going to have your buddy over probably from... No, I'll probably be gone. All right. You guys partying this weekend? No, not really. Drinking hard? No. Smoking dope? Not me. Did, sucking on that methamphetamine? <laughs> no, no. No? No. <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> it is gross. I ran into a buddy of mine and I go, how's it going? And he goes, ugh, I just walked through Venice. <laughs> I had a buddy who, yeah, like walked from the skate park to Jameson's. So yeah. he did that whole like gauntlet. He's like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like, it's like you know that scene in <laughs> Beyond Thunderdome? Yeah. When yeah. Mad Max walks through Thunderdome for the first time? Yeah. It's That's like it. that. That's Venice. Has the help center ever helped you? Never. Has the help button on your computer ever helped you? I don't know. I have one. Every app has, at the end of the list, has the word help. Oh, yeah. Like at the bottom there, like a contact us. <laughs> it, it, okay. So, no, you just, okay. So, let's open like Excel, Word, 
Microsoft Office, Photoshop, whatever app you use, at the end of the list, it goes, you know, file, edit, whatever. At the very end, it no says No one's help. answering that. Nobody's fucking helping you. There just must be like a traffic jam of people waiting to get help. <laughs> it's just this, it's just this, uh, yeah, it's just this, it's like Home Depot, these companies where it's like you ask someone something and they just point to the next guy and you got to go to the next guy and he points to another guy yeah. and you slowly, you go down the line and then eventually you realize you just need to do it yourself. Yeah. It's called do it yourself <laughs> here at Home Depot. I went in there. <clears throat> DIY, right? Yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah. It's fine, I guess. But it should be my choice to DIY, <laughs> not yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. I asked them to get me a, Jill wants a new bathroom. So I don't know why. His bathroom's great. Water comes out of the sink, Brian. Mm -hmm. Toilet flush is perfect. Backsplash. She's got a backsplash. <laughs> mm. Everyone loves black backsplashes, hey? Oh, God. You got to think about backsplashes. Yeah. All you gotta do is watch that show and you'll home I want a five bedroom, six bath house, <laughs> two hundred grand on the ocean, no backsplash. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I remember installing a, a kitchen for with a buddy and his his ba bachelor pad and him going, Oh dude, it's got a backsplash. I remember that. It was like exciting. So funny. Put some rocks behind the sink. Speaking of rocks, that lady did do a good job with the rocks and the syrup. Oz put syrup and rocks in the alley so hobos wouldn't pass out. It's a nice... I, I was kind of judgmental the first time he told me. Yeah. It's held up. No one's camping out there. <laughs> Fucking no one's going there. The syrup... I don't understand the syrup. We We talked about the syrup. I don't get it. We had a huge. I sent you those videos of the fight yesterday outside you, my house. You, yeah, dude, you had to fight. So that went that went on for. It was a yelling fight. Yeah, it went on for about an hour. Just fighting. Just yelling. I mean, and it was. I, I wish you had just left your phone on. I I was going to, but I and so then people started texting in the neighborhood. and They're like, "How long is this going to go on?" Like people, everyone could hear it, and I was like, "Fuck, do I go out there and be like, hey guys, like move on?'" But the guy in the blue, I know I would have walked out there and been like, yo, Hans and Franz, shut totally. the fuck up, dude. There was a, a Nordic <laughs> he, he was bodybuilder. He, he looked like he was in like the military from Sweden or some shit. He was yeah, huge. Yeah. And then the guy he was yelling at sort of sounded like he was like post-op. East Coast. Tranny. Like he looked like a, sounds like a trans, like his voice, I don't know, he sounded weird. And so they were arguing, don't look at me, military, don't look at me. And then Hans and Franz was sitting there eating his food. <laughs> like they were just like in this cock off. Yeah. That was amazing. I wanted to see more. I, I, it was so good. It was good. I just was like, I can't fucking, this is just so much shit like this everywhere. By the way, yeah, like you can never intervene in those. If you're listening and you see two people arguing loudly out your window, yelling, shut up, or can you guys mind your own business doesn't help. It it only makes them yell back at you. Yeah, I I know I would have just thrown. What's it? Fire and gasoline on the gasoline. fire. I would have yeah. been like, Yo, Hans and Franz, you and you with your voice, shut up, dude. If you want to 
try something different create a diversion start banging on your garbage cans or, or screaming la 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 yeah be crazier and maybe they will kind of come out of their thing and i thought about going to like water out there oh just posing things <laughs> just down. like right by the other feet like, yeah i gotta get that over there it's kind of but they just they were relentless they were relentless. It was great. One was yelling. To, I mean, they were yelling back and forth. I wish I could. I, I should post. I should have a, a Twitter handle just for this. Um, shout out to Riley for posting uh, a post about the podcast, a, a review. Brian, we talked about this on the last episode. Oh, nice. I was going to ask you about that. Post a review on any of your social media of the podcast. And, and you know. How does how did you know he did it? You got to link me with at Lockjaw. Oh wow, that's cool. And what you can and what I'll do is I'll send you an autographed picture of the man, the host, right here. So Riley, I think I have your address. If I don't, I'll reach out to you. But thank you for posting and that's cool. Enjoy a picture. A picture of me, Brian. I I, I had a photo shoot here in the shack. What? Um, like last week. How'd it go? It, got, it I'm closer to kind of getting a nicer photo, but it was just my lady came over with my cell phone and took photos. So mm. we'll see. We'll see how they look. Do you do it with like the kid in the picture and shit? No, but he sat in this chair. That's and, awesome. And he put pulled the microphone down and started pretending he was talking into it. It was very cute. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a better photo, for sure. That'd be a funny podcast. Just a little baby. Just going. I think like a headshot, not of you, but of somebody closer, similar. That'd be fine. Close to me? Like no, like somebody that sort of looks like you, but it's not you. Right. <laughs> that would be funny. I don't know, like. Like Russell Brand. Yeah. Just <laughs> sitting yeah, in a chair. Be it. Yeah. Be like. Welcome to the Lockjaw Podcast. Oh, that guy's fucking annoying. He's he's a, he's strange, that's for sure. But so are you, Bry. Thanks, bud. Um, we done here? <laughs> I think the dentist, Brian. This is the podcast. I just want to make sure we got everything here. Oh. Uh, what do you think when they say your call will be recorded for training purposes? Who do you think that? Who do you think is training? But that, I, I definitely think they use my calls because I get pretty pissy at those people. They're definitely using Brian. <laughs> yeah, they probably got you. Yeah. Probably your your conversation is probably being played all over the country. That's fine. Make them better. Um, I think we got everything. What are you gonna get into tonight? Take it easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to the beach, maybe. It's nice. It's beautiful. I'm going to uh, go back to the house and hopefully lay down with my kid. Hopefully he's still napping. And, uh, you know, Saturday night, make some lasagna. you have any shows coming up or what? I'll have shows. I do have uh, the my my Phoenix, sorry, my, canceled. my Glendale show was canceled. It's moved to the first week of November. Awesome. I know that's a long time from now, but. we got to get you doing some more shows, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'd love to. Get out there. Get an agent. I need to get an agent. I need to get an agent for sure. I need to get an Asian. <laughs> <laughs>
Good night, guys. Thanks Talking about whatever you want Chilling out, having a chill sesh With Lachlan's guest, yeah The Lockdown Podcast 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 vaccinated guys I got both the vaccines um, but I still wear a mask when I go inside it's just now I wear a full leather mask with a zipper in the mouth because I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable you know I want people to know I take it very seriously and whenever I know that I'm around anyone uh, who's immunocompromised I make sure to strap a double a ball gag in my mouth because I just don't want to I just want to be sure Lately, I've been double ball gagging because the CDC recommends that you double ball gag. I also wear nipple clamps whenever I'm in the grocery store because I just don't want to find out years from now that I didn't do enough. And also, when I'm touching the keypad, I use a 12-inch rubber dildo because we still are learning things. And... Oh man, whenever I get a call and, it's, and before they start speaking, they say your call will be recorded for training and quality purposes, I always let them know it's cool because I'm also recording this call for sexual purposes. So speak up because I get off on good enunciation. All right? No ums or uhs. Twenty twenty one, man quality, right? We gotta be equal. It's hard because I'm white, you know, a lot of people look at me and they say, look at this guy, I don't like this guy. He doesn't look like he's got any obstacles. And you're right, I don't. I don't have any obstacles. You know? That's my biggest obstacle, to be honest with you. With nothing to overcome, it's made it really hard to accomplish anything. My parents always told me I could be anything I want. And, well, what's the point then? Really, why try if I already know I can do it?
But uh, I come from a mixed race family, and uh, to be honest, and my father is white, my mother is dark white, so I have a very diverse. <laughs> diverse mix of white people in my family. All sorts of different white. It's hard being white, man. I know a lot of people don't want to hear about the challenges that the white man faces. I know this isn't a popular time to talk about the struggles of the white man, but sit down, let's talk about it. White people, white man, we got our challenges too, man. Our, our challenges are just different than yours, you know? Like black, black people have challenges, of course. Black people have to worry about getting shot by the police for doing nothing wrong. Of course, that's terrible. But white men, we got to worry about getting promoted before we're really ready for it. And... <laughs> I'm just saying, it's very hard to fire someone who's more qualified than you. That's, that's, that's very awkward in the room. I'll pause for the helicopter. I got a lady, she's awesome. She's amazing, she's my, she's beautiful, she's smart. She's, uh, She's hardworking, you know. She's she's amazing. Four to five stars. I'm not gonna lie to you. She's great. Um, I had to buy life insurance. We have a kid, so I got life insurance, and uh, I didn't know how much life insurance to get. Cause, yeah, uh, you know, I want to get life insurance. I want them to be comfortable, but I don't want them to be so comfortable, you know. So what I did is I got them good life insurance, but it doesn't kick in for a year. So the first year they get nothing. So that they know they can't they can't do it without me. I want them to know that they never could have done it without me. But she did, she can do it without me, man. She's amazing. She's so smart. She's way smarter than me. Even when she asks me questions, I know she knows the answers already. Like one time I was in my car and I was just pulling away from the curb and she just, I feel, I hear her tap on the side passenger window and she just leans in and she goes, are you done with the peanut butter on the countertop with the lid off of it and the knife resting on top? Or do you want, are you going to still use that? Are you, do you want me to put that away? Or are you going to put it away? She's very tidy. I used to think I was a tidy guy, and now she, she, she's like, she used, she's so tidy, I don't even understand it. She says things that I don't even understand, like, did, did you spill something in the garbage? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. She came up to me once, and she goes, why is the floor so filthy? She came home after, like, the weekend, and she goes, why is the floor so filthy? And I said, what are you talking about? It's spotless. And she looked at me and grabbed a broom and just started sweeping around me for like 15 minutes. And eventually she pulled a pile of dirt in front of me and just looked at me. And I looked back and said, well, yeah, if you gather it all up, I mean. But, but she's awesome, man. We got a kid together now, and, and he's so cute. He's awesome. Everything's awesome. 
<laughs> I saw a sign when I walked in. It said, weed coming soon. That's the worst thing you can say to a pothead. But no, she's, uh, he's awesome. He's aw I get to put clothes on. He's two, so he's brand new. He's just... But he's grown so fast. Even at 10 months, even if you don't have kids, just so you know, at 10 months, he was walking. And kids don't usually walk till they're like 12 months or like 18 months. So he's walking very early for, his, for a kid. So, you know, like 30 years from now, he's going to be walking down the street and people are going to be like, hey man, you walk really good. And he'll look back and say, yeah, I got started early. I got... He's got little, little baby clothes. I put little baby clothes on them. They're so cute. It's the cutest thing, baby clothes. All of them have pockets. Every item of his clothing has pockets in it, uh, which is weird because I've never seen a baby put its hands in its pockets. <laughs> Just, I've never seen a toddler even tap the outsides of their pockets looking for something. Hang on a second here. I had a Cheerio in here the other day. Did you guys did you wash these pants? But I'm glad I have a kid because before I, uh, because now if someone tries to kill me, I know I have something to say. I get to say, don't kill me, I have a kid. That's, they, all say, they always say that in the movies. Before I had a kid, I didn't know what to say. Before I had a kid, all I could say is, don't kill me, I just bought groceries. I have a, an entire fridge full. You can't kill me, man. There's grapes. Like, don't let me waste the grapes. I got free range eggs. Small family farm. No cousins on that farm. Does that even work? I don't even know. Obviously, I've never had anyone try to kill me, but is that going to work? Is that. How many killers, as soon as you say I have a kid, are going to be like, no way. Are you fucking serious? How old is he? Let me see some pictures, man. Oh, my God. He's so cute. I was going to kill your ass, but look at those dimples. He's got chocolate all over his face. I can't kill you. Look at this. A Superman shirt on. Uh, listen, I don't know what you're doing this weekend, but there's a playground about on 27th and Ross. You should hook up. I got a kid too. Oh man, he's gonna grow up and be a weirdo just like me. Oh man, I get weird. I walked past a place the other day, and a restaurant, and it said under new management on the on this above the name of the restaurant. It said under new management. Does that make you want to eat there? That never. Does anyone walk by a restaurant and goes, oh, under new management? Hey, we should eat there. I bet they scheduled the correct amount of employees today. I don't. What does the manager even do? That doesn't make me feel like eating there. That just makes me feel bad for the previous manager. You know. Every time he walks by, he's got to see that sign. Like, oh, come on, man. I get it. I wasn't a good manager, but do you, 
This is kind of ridiculous. I, I live just down the street. Ridiculous. I picture that last day on the job. Come on in the office, John. Sit down. Got some good news and some bad news. The good news is you're fired. You're never going to work another day here in your life. Jesus Christ. That's horrible good news. What's the bad news? Well, the bad news is we're going to tell everybody. We're going we're to let everybody know that walks by that you don't work here anymore. I think it'll drum up more business if people know when they walk in you won't be here. I think it'll sell more hot wings. If we're in... We're spending our entire marketing campaign on the principle that nobody likes you. We're banking on it. Oh, man. There are no single people flying kites, just so you know. I just... I don't know if that's... It's true. But uh, I'm, I'm not single anymore. I've been with my lady for 12 years. I'm going to keep going with her. She's my partner for life. And so I feel comfortable saying that it's never... I, if there is a woman out there that thinks that she can change my mind, you just don't waste your time. I got a partner for life. She's amazing. I'm not going to risk it. And if my wife, if my lady ever leaves me, I don't know. I don't know what to do, because I've I've heard of these dating apps where you pick a woman based on a picture, and I just don't think that that's going to work for me. I'm going to need more information. I'm going to need to know if you have any uh, automotive skills. And if you have rudimentary carpentry skills, but uh, she's uh, she's awesome, man. And uh, it's great. And I'm not going to worry about getting canceled because I don't have to worry. I, I, I hear about men getting busted for sexually harassing women. What the fuck? Dude, just get married. Just get married. You can sexually harass your wife. And there's nothing she can do about it. Legally, she has no recourse. You can walk up to your wife completely naked while she's doing her taxes and go, Did you order this? Did you... Did you order this? I don't know what to do with it. I open it up, I don't recognize it, and I don't have it on my Amazon account. So if, if you order this, it's here, it arrived. Tell me what you want to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. But we don't, but we don't have sex anymore. We do, it's just, uh, sex for me now is just way more efficient than it used to be. No more tearing off each other's clothes. And... No, baby, let's take off our own clothes tonight, what do you say? <laughs> On opposite sides of the bed and fold those clothes and put them in the appropriate drawer and charge our cell phones. And... Way better, man. You guys are missing out. You guys don't know what you're doing. 
You gotta learn how to talk to women, man. You can do anything you want. You can get a woman to do anything you want, as long as at the end of asking her, you say, with your fine ass. <laughs> so just, they're very, they were willing to work with you. She doesn't want to ring. I gave her a ring. She turned it down. She don't want to ring. She doesn't need jewelry. I agree too, man. A ring is not a really powerful, it's not a strong enough symbol of a commitment that it takes to be with somebody for the rest of your life. You can give anyone a ring, but uh, you really want to show that you're committed to a woman? Buy her a tandem bicycle. That is the ultimate symbol of commitment. You can't argue on a tandem bicycle. You ever see two people arguing on a tandem bicycle? It's impossible. You'll crash, you'll die. Pretty sure a woman invented the tandem bicycle. <laughs> Guy probably woke up one morning. Hey, baby, it's a, it's a beautiful day out today. It looks like the sun's out. We should take the bikes out for a ride. And the woman said, sure, let's just weld them together first. <laughs> Jeez, weld them together. Don't you think that'll make them very dangerous? Not if we listen. Not if we communicate effectively throughout the ride. And spend a half hour before we go talking about where we're going to go. And stopping periodically to reflect on where we've been. And examine whether we want to continue down that path or explore other paths. Or you can just go without me. One of those two options are available on the table for you. It's a difficult man. We're a challenge. My ladies, she, she doesn't really cook. She cooks. She, I asked her to make me cereal. She put the milk in first. I don't. Yeah, she's not very good at cooking. She put the milk in first, man. I go, what are you doing? She goes, well, I don't eat cereal. I'm like, I don't eat salad, but I know you don't put the dressing in first. Trader Joe's today, she saw watermelons. She's like, let's get a watermelon. They're two for one. They're fucking two for one. Two for one watermelons is impossible. How are you gonna get that in the fridge? <laughs> two watermelons? <laughs> Where are they going? What are you doing with these things? You get a forklift to drop it in the trunk? Even one watermelon, before I buy it, I gotta make a few phone calls, <laughs> organize an event. Yo, man, you free this weekend? I was thinking, sitting in front of a watermelon right now. What do you think? You think, is it anybody's birthday? Sometimes I go in there and they've got that half watermelon with saran wrap around it. I'm pretty sure that someone just returned half the watermelon. It's like, yeah, I couldn't finish this, so I wrapped it up and... It won't fit in my fridge, so I figured I, me and a couple of buddies carried it back over here. We figured I was gonna throw it away, but it wouldn't fit in my garbage can. I thought, just thought you guys might be able to resell it. 
Maybe we could trade for a handful of grapes? What do you say? <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for laughing. Thanks for having me, Tony. Thanks for having me.